0: Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Manual Podcast. My name is Abby Chow. I'm a marriage and family therapist, an ADHD-certified clinical services provider, and a proud ADHDer. This is a podcast for people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and those who love us, which covers pretty much everybody. Growing up with a colorful brain in a black and white world can make us feel like aliens. The manual we were given to guide us through life doesn't have any diagrams of the parts we have. I've decided to stop throwing away my parts and start throwing away this useless manual to write my own. So kick off your shoes, have a seat, and take a break from fitting yourself into a mold that's not your shape. You belong here. Allies, welcome to the ADHD planet. ADHDers, welcome home. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me today. So let me tell you where I'm at today. Um, As I'm sure many of you are familiar with, um, from time to time, I get bored, (laughs) and I just really need to shake something up, and I want to try something different, and I want to do whatever I want. (laughs) So something I've noticed recently, especially like talking with other people with ADHD and my, you know, like ADHD groups and, um, you know, friends and clients and things like that, um, I come across a lot of people who really like um, having like a, a co-working space or um, will like to join um, a group or a Zoom call so that they can work on other things at the same time and they feel more focused and, um, and productive. So I thought, what if I had an episode that people could have listened to that maybe they just need something that's you know, like a certain length and they'll just put it on and they can tune in and out and, um, it'll just be another voice keeping you company while you do maybe what you have been putting off for a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll just give that a shot. Why not? So I, I'm, uh, I've been thinking about like, okay, well, what can I talk about? That's like, you know, has no information, but is like, Um, interesting enough to keep people engaged, but not so interesting that you get distracted from what you're doing. And I don't really know what falls into that category, but what I do know is how to talk about myself. (laughs) So I was like, "Eh, what if I just like look up those silly, like icebreaker questions and just answer some. (laughs) So that is what this will be. Um, It'll be, um, I'll try to keep the episode exactly 20 minutes long so that you can um, plan that in and schedule in 20 minutes to work on whatever you want to work on. Um, chores, maybe progress notes, if you can multitask like that. Um, scoop and cat litter, whatever. So yeah, let's try it. And, uh, tell me if you like it. Um... And uh, maybe I can do it on a regular basis, do like a, um, a fluff episode like this, uh, like monthly or whatever, or maybe if I someday start like a Patreon with like bonus um, subscriber content st- type stuff, maybe I can make something like this more regular. So just let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, so let's see this first question that I'm just using a little app of conversation starters. Um, the first one is what topic do people always come to you with questions? That's fun. Well, things people ask me about, I mean, it's pretty obviously start with ADHD. (laughs) I do kind of tend to, um, I have made kind of a, a name for myself and a reputation (laughs) of people just, uh, coming to me with ton of ADHD questions. Like every, I'm pretty sure everyone I know, um, either has ADHD themselves or knows someone that that does and wants to um, help support them better so I I get a lot of questions like that um so that's definitely one thing um I don't know if there's any other like topics I would consider myself like an expert on um that people like actively seek me out to um ask questions about but um I definitely have a couple topics that um have become like my things <laughs> that people just associate with me and so like kind of constantly reach out to me <laughs> in regards to if they have like uh thoughts around them um let's see one of them is um birds <laughs> i really love birds and i love bird watching um and i have some like binoculars and, um, a hobby that I love is, yeah, just, like, going in the woods, wandering around and just looking through the binoculars at birds for hours and hours. Um, it's just really fun. So whenever anybody has any, like, bird thoughts or they'll be like, oh, I saw a really cool bird today or, like, um, you know, my, my dad especially is so good at that. Um, my parents live on a lake so they, they see really cool birds a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, my dad will be very sweet about, like, sending what birds he saw um, that day. <laughs> um, he sees, like, eagles a lot, sometimes, like, an osprey or a hawk or something. Um, so that's one one topic that people associate me with. Um, another one is, I mean, obviously, the office. I, I really do... <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if, um, this has been clear yet, but I really love The Office. (laughs) Like, think about, like, what, like, a, you know, like, a healthy interest favorite TV show level would be and then, like, quadruple it, and that's close to what I feel about The Office. It's just, I... I feel very strongly about it. Office trivia is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I recently found a, like, a virtual trivia um, company that does office trivia every Saturday, so um, you can imagine what my weekends always consist of. Kind of gotten into a a habit of that. Um, so that's definitely another thing is that people, whenever anyone sees something related to the office, like a meme or, um, a fun fact or anything, they send it to me and I say, hilarious. I love it. I've already seen it, <laughs> but I love it again. <laughs> um, so that's definitely one of my, one of my fangs. And the last one I'm thinking of is one that quite often especially if you don't, um, interact with me daily, one that tends to surprise people, (laughs) which is, um, one of my, actually, I think my all-time favorite movie is Magic Mike XXL. (laughs) And no, wait, let me explain. It's, um, you know, I think everyone knows what Magic Mike is about, right? It's that, that first movie with Channing Tatum about like his, his life as a stripper right um and it was kind of dark and um honestly pretty bad like the the first Magic Mike was bad but Magic Mike XXL is the sequel and it is the most beautiful and pure movie I've ever seen and (laughs) it is ridiculous it makes no sense Um, but it's just so heartwarming and lovely and funny and has great dancing and music. And, um, I just feel very, very strongly about it. You know, it's just, uh, one of those things that will always get me going. Um, I mean, if, if you want to hear the, the, my list of why this is the best movie ever made, then I mean i will i will you know happily oblige but i don't know if i want to make this entire episode all about magic mike XXL. so but i mean okay so ultimately is um it's what i take away from it is that it is about um making women happy like that is the movie or like making women happy and then um you know friendships that's what that's what the movie is about so like um i don't know there's just so many scenes like that and it doesn't sound like it would be about that but it is (laughs) and just trust me trust me when i say that like don't watch the first one it's garbage only watch the second one and um I I don't think you will regret it, and if you do regret it, please tell me, and um, I would love to know why, because um, I'm pretty sure everyone I've shown it to has truly enjoyed it. Um, so anyway, so those are some of my things <laughs> that will, uh, you know, never never fail to get me hooked. <clears throat> okay, what's the next question? What do you like most about living in your city slash town? Oh, that's a fun question. Um, I live in Seattle, um, in Washington in the U.S. Um, I've lived here about three and a half years, um, and I moved here from New England, um, on the East Coast. So yeah, so there's a lot different about that, um. But, okay, so in general, my favorite thing about living in Seattle and in Washington um, is that it just feels kind of like the epicenter of, like, every type of environment you could want, you know what I mean? So, like, I live in a city, and so I get, like, a lot of the fun city things and resources that are available in that setting, but then also it's pretty easy to get to the coast you know we like we also have like you know we have Puget Sound and and we can um kind of get the coast there but we're also not far from like the Pacific Ocean like if we drive um out there then it's pretty easy to get to like a beach setting and then there are also like so many very like lush green forests also very nearby so that's probably one of my favorite things about um live in here is that like I I think and I think part of that is maybe like just you know being having the ADHD brain of like wanting you know everything at very much um at you know different times um so I think it kind of gives me that variety that um has been difficult for me to get in the past I'm I'm definitely um known to move quite a bit. I tend to um, just like pick up and go every couple years. It's kind of cool to have this city that's, um, that can kind of satisfy that, you know, pick up and go, I need new sites feeling. So that's probably what I like most about it. What's next? Maybe I'll do one more and then call it a day. Hmm. Okay, this last one is, why did you decide to do the work you are doing now? Oh, that's fun. Um, So, well, there's a couple things to this, right? Because, like, um, I started to specialize in ADHD and start to do more about, um, you know, more, like, podcasting and writing um, about ADHD because of my diagnosis a few years ago. Um, and how in the process of learning more about my diagnosis, I, um, I just started learning so much that I hadn't learned in therapy school. And that was shocking. And it was, it was really wild how much I was discovering that, um, no one had ever told me. (laughs) Um, so that's why I'm, I'm here, here. Um, but I did become a therapist, um, in kind of a roundabout way. (laughs) Um, I originally, like, what I wanted to be when I was a kid, um, well, I really wanted to be an actor, (laughs) so I did, like, a little of that, um, but, uh, I think my more realistic aspiration um, as a young person and like going into college was I really wanted to be an English teacher, um, for junior high school specifically. Um, cause I really, I really liked that awkward, um, you know, pre-adolescent period. And, um, just remembering like how, um, how much like having good teachers really made a huge impact at that point in my life. um, so that was originally what I went to college for, is that I was going to get an English degree and then, um, you know, move towards, like, a teaching certification, right? But I went through college, I majored in English, um, which I originally, like, was, was um, drawn to English because my dad is actually an English teacher. Um, so I always, like, grew up with a really strong love of language and, um, you know, things like that, and I just really liked, um, reading and writing and just words in general, um, you know, like, I, like, even grammar, I, I really liked, like, the, the rules, um, and kind of the, sometimes even the puzzle of grammar, I just really enjoyed that, so, um yeah, so that's kind of how I fell into the English realm. But when I graduated college, um, I I think what I really wanted to do for a while was it, uh, editing, you know, so I did that a little bit. Um, I had some odd jobs as an editor um, for various things, but gosh, I don't know. I think where it started to change was I was looking into grad school, right? Because it's, Um, more and more these days there's less and less you can do with just an undergrad degree (laughs) Um, but I was looking into that and um, just looking into some options there and I came across marriage and family therapy um, and counseling and um, I think I think like another passion that had been kind of growing for several years was I I I was originally very interested in domestic violence, um, and uh, that was a, a topic very, very personal to me and very um, important and uh, just kind of made a big difference in um, where I was today, is learning more about um, abuse and Um, intimate partner violence and things like that. So, um, I think that was originally where I was drawn to is that like, uh, working with, um, domestic violence, uh, survivors and things like that. Um, so that's kind of, I think what originally drew me to, um, therapy, Um, and of course, you know, going through a lot of my own therapy and getting a lot out of that and just seeing firsthand the impact that having a good therapist can, can make on your life, you know, and how you see yourself and how you heal. So yeah. And that's, that's how I wound up in marriage and family therapy and, um, and the rest is history, I guess. I mean, it's, uh, I got, I got a lot out of, um, therapy school, especially like the practicality and the, um, applied Um, nature of it and I was one of those really obnoxious students that like (laughs) with a lot of like the long um you know old psychology readings and articles and stuff like that like I got like so frustrated with them (laughs) and how how like lofty they were and how like just not in plain language like it was very frustrating to me having to read all this stuff that just didn't you know, that could be put so much simpler. Um, so I was definitely that like obnoxious person in class that was like, this is dumb. Like, this is not really going to help us. Uh, you know, I mean, a client is not going to care about this one article we read about, you know, <laughs> this very antiquated psychological practice, you know, what matters is what you do in the room. Right. And so I was very obnoxious in that way, but it was really like the, the practicum and the internship and the, the opportunities I had to interact with, with people that, um, really grew my, my love, my love for the, for the work. Um, and I think being an introvert really, really helps, um, my therapy, uh, brain, um, You know that and and being neurodivergent right like small talk is not my thing (laughs) I do not like it um and I don't I just those like casual social interactions like the first um few minutes of meeting somebody or like or those like casual interactions you know when you pass someone in the street where it's like not long enough to have a real conversation but you want to like you know say hi a little bit I hate those I hate it so like therapy is very appealing to me in that way where it was like no small talk let's just like hop right in (laughs) but anyway um the time is up uh if you are working on something and um you want to keep going great keep it up but if not like (laughs) you you made it you made it through 20 minutes so um stop take a break (laughs) And, um, make sure you're giving yourself time to rest today. And, uh, I'll talk to you next time. Let me know if this was, um, you know, (laughs) at all appealing. (laughs) All right. Take care, everyone. That's all for this episode but there is plenty more at my website theadhdmanual.com that's T-H-E-A-D-H-D-M-A-N-U-A-L.com. you can find me on facebook twitter and reddit at the adhd manual do you have a question comment or story then i want to hear it email me at the adhdmanual at gmail.com very special thank you to my brother joe minor for composing this theme music and thank you so much for listening and remember to be kind to yourself see you next time